What is up? It's your host, Alicia, and you're here for a good time. It's so annoying. Can you imagine if I used that line the moment I showed up to a guy's house for like a one night stand? Epic. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Here for a Good Time. We're here for a good time with one of my besties, Caitlin. I'll let her do her intro, but just a little housekeeping if you haven't yet subscribed on Spotify or left a rating. What the fuck are you doing? Make sure you go do that right after you listen to this episode um, because I will love you forever. But Caitlin, hello. What is that? Fuck are you? That's a good question. Who am I? I mean, I like to just tell everyone I'm born and raised SD girl living the good life. I mean, now here I am 10 years later from when I was finishing up college and now I don't even I feel like I don't even know who I am compared to then. So. Okay, well, let's have a breakdown. I know. Can we more than an hour? So. like to not have an hour, to be honest. Um, okay. In a nutshell, who am I? Born and raised SD girl. Do I need my Zodiac sign? Um, health and fitness coach. Mostly women's health. Super passionate about functional health. Started out as an athlete and just really like people, super extroverted. So here I am fusing my passions of people and health and serving people and just helping everyone, mostly with fat loss goals. But now I'm super passionate about all things health, wellness. I don't know. I mean, Zodiac, are we going to get into that? Personalities. I don't know. I feel like I could do a whole episode times 10 on this. No, I know. Any single time that I tell Caitlin about somebody in my life, whether it's a new potential match or like a new friend I've made, she'll be like, oh, but what's, what's their zone? Like, give me everything. And I'm like, really? We're going to do this? I'm, I'm the girl. Yeah. The moms that are like, nope, you got to leave her. Um, she's asking for what time you are born. You're out. Um, but I think there's something about you, though, that's so extroverted that also brings it out in me because I'm so introverted. And that is how we probably just kind of balance balance each other out, but also kind of egg each other on. I'm going to say that because we're both, you know, if you're not into Zodiac, just skip through now. Just kidding. You're going to learn a lot right now. But I just joke that you're a Virgo and I see a lot of my besties are Virgos and we're, well, I'm Capricorn, so we're grounded. But I also like to look into other things aside from that. But I feel like we're the grounded crazy ones if that makes sense. So I think that's the connection that we go off of. Totally. Um, crazy, bold, underline, like in a different color. Because the first time I met Caitlin in person, we actually became internet besties. So we were like doing the whole internet dating thing. We're going to date each other, guys. Um, but I we got into our dating situations before because both Caitlin and I were pretty much on the same track when it came to the person that we were dating last um, just like insane, but, um, we met online and became friends right away. Cause Caitlin was crying about an email software. Um, and then from there it just started and we finally met in person. And I feel like so many people were so, um, I think they were just shocked of being like, oh, you guys have never met in person. Like this is the first time that you were hanging out together. Yeah. I feel like, and everyone, if you can relate on social media, I always refer it to as IRL meetup like in real life number one um so 
that was, yeah, Seattle was the meetup. And that's the cool thing about today's age. We can make friends with people. You're my internet bestie, basically. Um, Internet bestie turned IRL real life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like since then. What's that? I said we've hung out plenty of times since then. Yeah. So I feel like just going off of that, personality-wise, that's probably one of my biggest passions is finding out people, like figuring them out, who they are, what makes them tick. And then from there, I mean, not to put people in a box, but when I ask you weird questions like what time you're born or your Enneagram or take this test or what's your Myers-Briggs, I mean... You don't want to be put in a box, but chances are I can probably gather a lot of things about you, but it makes me just connect with you better. So that's why I feel like I don't even think we discussed that stuff on Instagram. Did we? No. Initially together? No, because I think you were just stepping into it. I think we did go over like, I'm a Virgo and you're a Capricorn. And then we slowly started getting into like, what else is that everything? Um, right. And we did. Well, we originally met in a mastermind and... From there, one of the last pieces of the mastermind, we did have a guest speaker on human design, which pulls in a little bit of Zodiac. And I think from there, we probably all had a summary on each other because there was like 10 of us in there. So I think I had some sort of idea on you slash me. And then you helped me with your Virgo ways of being super detailed on email sequences and on active campaign that I was crying about. So I felt like your attention to detail was what super complimented me and still does to this day. Yes. And speaking of to this day, um, I'm going to go back into a bit of last winter because I had a ton of DMs. Um, Caitlin is somebody who was constantly either on my story or we'd be sharing things about each other almost like every other day, I would say. Um, and it kind of all of a sudden stopped, um, life things were happening in between this, but the amount of people who asked me, Hey, are you two still friends was crazy. And I know so many girls go through this within friendships as well. Um, so if this is something that you've gone through and you're listening, um, just kind of follow along and let us know what your situation was like, but we were definitely going through life things. And I think it was like this of okay your life is changing and mine essentially wasn't too much it was about to but it wasn't and it was a lot of okay well she didn't tell me that it was changing and it just happened and so I was just kind of like what the fuck right yeah so I guess like a little bit about our story and I don't know if anyone can relate or this can help someone but I think oftentimes in our day and age, um, I mean, with social media too, we kind of feel like a certain way. And then when people are like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And then how much do you share and all that? But I feel like to sum it all up, I was probably more busy. I had different pieces moving on, like personally, um, relationship-wise, family-wise, traveling. I did a lot of traveling, I felt like, at the end of last year. And so you and I both had our struggles with very high highs and low lows of our relationship we were previously in. And I think that played a big piece. Um, 
and I was just feeling like I had to deal with a lot of high stress with that and tending to family matters. So I was getting pulled, I think, in a lot of directions. And um, I guess I felt obligated often to certain people and pretty exhausting. So I think sometimes I tend to fall off the map or if I have too much on my plate, um, I will retract. And that's just my natural tendency. And I think that's what happened there with us. And I think a lot of times too with miscommunication or um, arguments or with people have disagreements or fights, it's usually lack of communication or clarity. And when you don't know things, then you just make assumptions. So then that and um, of course, like uh, what's the other thing? Like not holding expectations or unrealistic expectations, I guess. So I had, I think, so much going on. And then since we didn't talk anymore, things were starting to fade away. I had these other things that were happening, didn't happen. And the updates were such a big swing, you know, personal-wise. And then by the time I think I was sorting through everything with my relationship stuff, um, I still was dealing with the tail end of grief and loss. And then I was just trying to, like, go on trips and, oh, I'm going to move, <laughs> too. So throw in a move in there. And I just don't think I kept up with you and updating you on all the things. Um, and that can kind of feel like being left out or, um, I don't know, like, I guess there's so much going on. You, We just didn't have that day-to-day update kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was totally one-sided because looking back now, I'm like, well, I, because I'm so stubborn, um, it wasn't like I was going out of my way to like try and follow up either and be like, Hey, like what's been going on and stuff like that. It was kind of like, Oh, well, you know, she's doing all these other things and I have no idea that they're going on and it's her responsibility to tell me, um, cause it's your life. At the same time, I learned that like, actually it's also your responsibility as a friend relationship to follow up and just ask these questions and be like, Hey, what is going on? Like, are you okay? And, you know, what are you dealing with and whatever else? Um, I find with girls always as well, when there is another friend in the picture at the same caliber of like trust and hanging out and stuff like that, um, there's always this kind of like, oh, well, there must be like a shift and she must not want to be, you know, close friends anymore and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's like mentally ingrained in us of doing this like oh no, there's only like one friend, which is so untrue because both of us have numerous friends that are in our lives. Um, and yeah, I think there's that like, oh, well now I'm getting pushed to the side and she like was my really close friend for however long and now she doesn't need me anymore. So whatever, like I just don't want to be around. Right. I think um, th- like this is such a really very relevant topic. Um I mean, relationships, whether friendships or romantic, but I've seen this a lot with my girlfriends and I think it is, um, a, it's a personality thing. I've definitely seen it before with a handful of other girlfriends I've experienced this with. Um, and then I have other girlfriends who are, you know, very just, you can fall off the grid. I joke about, this would be like an Aquarius habit, but you can fall off the grid, you can be gone and then up, like you can come back and everything's good, but it's because everyone has their own personalities and people are so complex and we each have our own things that have happened in our life that have shaped us to who we are. Um, I definitely have friends and I, I just, I'm very silver lining and I feel like it's very, um, 
I like to treat it as just I'm grateful and I have friends and people who fiercely love me in my life. But because of that, it can also be it can also just present trickier situations of feeling left out or someone's feelings getting hurt. And I've definitely come across this like recently, college, high school. Um, and I think, again, it just comes down to different different personalities. So um, I actually watched this too with another friend group. And I think with girls, sometimes also when you put in like a trio of girls, when you have that mixed number, it can be kind of tricky. And obviously, the more people you add into a friend group, you have more personalities, more chances of clashing too. So I think that, um, you know, it's very common to see that. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, it's just like different seasons or I just also went through the same thing with another friend too. Um, and I think because maybe if one person's life is way more chaotic and you were already having such a good time together and then there's a big shift for, for one of the people, um, it's just kind of like that other person might need to be in more survival mode or they just cannot be they're not able to go outside of themselves. They're very like stuck and internal because there's so much stress going on mentally, emotionally. And the other person, it's just hard when there's feelings hurt involved. Like it is really hard to go outside of yourself. Um, so I think I'm just like super understanding of that. But at the same time, it just takes, you know, some uncomfortable conversations, being vulnerable. Um, and it's not fun sometimes to say, I'm sorry or like to look outside of yourself, right? It can be hard when feelings are super raw. Totally. And it's so interesting that you say that because, um, yes, we obviously ended up talking and you're on podcast. And I had no doubt that at some point we were going to talk about it. I know we just kind of like brushed over when we slowly started. This is our love language um, between Caitlin and I, so I'm not very affectionate. Um, but our love language is sending memes to each other. <laughs> They slowly started coming in from both ends. And so that was like, you know, when you just like creep back into somebody's life, um, whether it was like a situationship or a relationship or a friendship, um, but they slowly started coming and then became more frequent. And then we started talking about just life and stuff like that. And then we actually backtracked and started talking about like, okay, here's what kind of like happened on both ends. Let's figure it out and like just kind of unpack it right now but also pack it back up put it in boxes we don't need to deal with it forever um and I think that's something I appreciate about you as well is like not holding a grudge because you know one of us was feeling a certain way about things um and I think a lot of that also probably has to do with you also learning about how precious life is last year um because you went through a whole bunch of stuff um and we can go through it where we don't have to at the same time um but you had lost your stepmom, um, which was a lot. Um, and was that the first time you lost somebody very close to you? Yeah, it was. Um, and for me, I did probably some retraction in a sense. Um, some people are in or like situations. And so I've never um, personally directly dealt with such a loss like to that extent. You know, I've, I've seen family members go through it and sure I've lost family members but obviously in your immediate family this uh, yes she was my stepmom but she raised me since I was two equally both parents households so you know she is was my mom but for me um yeah life is precious and you just start to realize I think as you grow up 
uh, I just have a different level of like empathy now and that also impacts things. And again, it's just all to say, we'd never know what's going on with people. I mean, you knew it was going on, but, um, you just never know how people carry themselves. And I don't know, like I had, I think three different, I don't know how many milestones going on in my life, but that was for sure like the biggest, um, one of the biggest things I think that impacted me, my behavior, the way I was like compartmentalizing things, interacted with people, friends, relationships. So that was definitely like, I think a big factor in every single thing that I did last year for sure. Yeah. And are you somebody who sound like this? I hate talking about it because it just, I feel like it brings me to, um, I guess I feel like a place that I don't like people seeing me in. And so are you the same way when it comes to grief or did you learn anything about yourself when it came to how you process grief, especially in like this sort of capacity? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think there's still so much reflection I can continue to do, but I've done a lot and I'm honestly, um, I want to, I want to say this like the right way, but I'm grateful for how I was able to overcome certain things. Obviously, I'm not grateful for one of my most precious people in my life to have been lost, but it's just like, it's so, I don't know. I, I've thought so many big things like philosophically um, like my own journey, what I really value in life, like what really matters. And I don't think like no matter what you hear everyone talk about grief, loss, you hear people talk about like when you get to the end of your life, like what matters, you hear people, oh, like imagine, um, I think like Tony Robbins has the exercise of like imagine being on your deathbed and thinking about all the people that matter most. And like no matter what you hear it, but you experience it and you just can't like ever actually be prepared for it. So it's definitely changed me a lot. I think it's made me grow up a lot. And at the same time, I went through a divorce settlement at this literally same exact time. So those two big pieces, I'm I'm just like really grateful for my resilience. I've grown from it. And it's super weird we're talking about this because I just listened to a really great pod on resilience and the science behind it and stuff. But I could talk about this like literally all day and I just feel like for my clients that I work with or friends, family, I just feel like I'm able to support people or at least offer some of my own experience in some sort of fashion to help others go through it. Um, I feel like I can just be a really good support now uh, to those like for going through really tough times because like I can just really sit in the empathy and I get it. Um, but at the same time, I know I can't like do anything for you, but at this, it's just, it's such a deep topic. Like literally I could go, I feel like honestly, I could write a book on this. Not that like I'm special and you know, I don't, I'm not the first or last person to go through this, but at the same time, it's like, but it's one of those things that universally, I think everybody goes through, you know, like, right. Yeah. Everybody, um, I don't know, like say finds love. I hope everybody finds love. But do you know? <laughs> right. But like grief is something that I feel like everybody goes through in some capacity, whether it's a friend, a family member, um, a yeah. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that really brings everybody together as well. Um, 
being said, kind of looking back at 2022, which was like a shit year. I don't know if anybody else felt this, but I feel like everybody's like, oh, 2020 was the worst thing. And I'm like, no, fucking talk about 2022 because I don't know what it was that just turned the entire universe upside down. Or I'm like, maybe it was just us two. Um, felt like it was just us two. Well, you were really kind of in survival mode last year, um, from what I saw at least. Um, and that also kind of tracks back into our combo about, you know, dating who we were dating at the time. We weren't dating the same person, by the way. I'm just gonna make that really clear because I it probably sounded like that. <laughs> that is not how we connected. Um, but at the same time, we um were with people starting in 2021, which we both actually met um each other's exes which was wild um but it's so funny because looking back then at everything I don't think either one of us picked up what these two people were capable of and what they kind of drug it drug us through um the like past year and I think because we go into any sort of relationship with the best of intentions we would assume that everybody else is the same way um and even looking back now meeting you know your ex in that moment I had no idea this is what was going to come out of it and sure likewise because there's so many times where I was like no I don't think this is it and you were like no 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 give them a chance like stop being you know stop being your Virgo ass and just give this person a chance because there's no way he's like mentally capable of like doing what he ended up doing right yeah but looking back at that and looking back at just like how you approached everything um what is something that you learned from that relationship or even like three things that you learned not only about yourself but also entering any sort of relationship whether it's friendship or anything like that um did you have like your walls up or right um man this is like again this could be a very long conversation but to try to summarize I clearly just it was a very high high low low situation and for me, um, just to give a little preface, like, again, I was freshly going through, um, I think my stepmom was probably, she was diagnosed with cancer, went in the hospital twice, um, passed in a matter of six weeks time, came out of the blue too. It was a very, very fast thing. Uh, she started getting very sick, clearly October, 2021. And she passed in January, 2022. So, I had only still been freshly new with this person. We lived together then. And just as we moved together, that's when all of the loss happened. So that's how I was living very um, in loss, grief, trying to support emotionally with my dad and brother, um, fight or flight mode. And then you mix in tough times with my partner at the time. And it was literally like the recipe for disaster. And like, I always like to think of myself as very logical. Um, but, you know, obviously the high highs and low lows when you have with a partner, it's like this never ending cycle. And if those of you have listened to attachment styles of anxious attachment, avoidant and, you know, the whole cycle of cat and mouse, it was kind of like that. Um, I think because I had such a man, it was just like that was my one little piece of comfort, the immediate person support I lived with. So for me, it was like oh, we have some things in common and then support. But because of the fighting going on during such a terrible time in my life, it was this really, it was just really tough. So 
looking back, you know, that's one of those things when your friends can be looking outside in. And of course, I know this, I can give all the advice in the world to someone else. But when you're the one in it, it's just you're the one who makes the decisions at the end of the day. I felt like I got a glimpse of what it's like in the mindset of I, you know, I don't want to like exacerbate this, but like the whole notion of like the battered wife syndrome, when you go back to something that clearly it's textbook, not healthy, not good for you, but you still choose to stay in it. It's like, it's crazy. Um, it felt weird, like almost like an addiction, but I, I think just cause I was in such a low point, it's like, so I don't want to say it's all I had, but it was like my little dopamine hit or support. So from that, you really need to like remove yourself out of a situation. That's the one big thing I learned when you can like catch a break. You got to remove yourself. You got to change your energy state. You got to do something to change and shift. And um, I've seen that in relationships for myself in the past where you got to like pull yourself out of it, put yourself in a better environment and stay there for a second because clearly you're going to start to feel better. And then clearly that situation is not good for you. So that was like, I just wish you could, I could make faster like actions, decision-making and take action because the longer you sit in indecisiveness, it just makes it worse. Um, it's like ripping off the bandaid and just be better with that. So that was something for sure. I was like, man, you really gotta, you cannot waste time. Life is precious. Um, that was like another big thing. Um, because I look back at it and I'm like, gosh, if you think you're unhappy with this person, why would you waste time on it? And we never know what's to come tomorrow. And like, we all have heard this tomorrow's never promised. And it really isn't like, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, that sounds kind of dark. And I just think I remind myself now always with my stepmom and dad, it's like, they had 30 years together and I think now, okay, I'm 31. My stepmom passed just shy uh, of 62 years old, 62 years young. And I'm like, man, you know, if something were to come, uh, I hope not. But if I had 30 years right now to find my future partner and that's what I have, like that's how I think of things now and like with my friendships. So I don't take anything for granted. I try not to and – um I feel like you and I rekindling our friendship, just kind of coming out of that little stint we had, um, just really trying not to hold grudges and to really do your best to forgive. And part of you, though, that was also holding on to that, like, tomorrow's never promised of being like, oh, okay, tomorrow's not promised, but here's like this one route of like me leaving because, of course, there's, you know, better out there, but also tomorrow's not promised. So I don't want to like possibly waste not having another day with this person. And mm-hmm. to cycle as well along with I'm yeah. sure you say, you know you got that dopamine hit from seeing in this but I think there was also like a dopamine hit on his end of and I personally don't know him obviously as well as you do but I'm just thinking in general like humans of being like oh well like I'm her protector and I'm like the one you know that she comes back to because I provide you know it's just a male provider situation and of being right. like okay this was like me stepping into my masculine and like protecting her Although, like, there was no um, connection of, like, grief with him. And I don't think he had gone through it from what I believe or what I remember. Yeah. To understand what you were going through in order to be there for you. But going right. back to this question, yeah, do you think there was, like, the two-sided of that question or being like, okay, tomorrow's not promised, let me leave, or tomorrow's not promised, let me stay? 
Yeah, I think, and you know what? I, I first, let me just also again preface, I was in such a state of just trying to hold it together because I still, I still had my clients. Um, I still was trying to take care of myself, but I think I was so, I wasn't thinking clearly. I, I truly felt like I wasn't making the best decisions and I don't ever like to, I don't really regret much in life because it, it's brought me to who I am, where I am and who I'm with today. I'm, I'm really grateful, but like, man, that was, that was something that I just don't think I was really thinking clearly. And I, looking back now, I probably would have tried to end that sooner because that was really an emotionally exhausting, taxing time and cost me. I felt like what could have been better, more productive, happier times. I learned a lot for sure, but I don't even think like, I don't even think I was thinking clearly because I was, I was constantly very emotionally upset with the partner and the grief. It was just the most insane thing that you could pair together. And like life serves you what you don't expect it to um, when you think you need it the least, but it's really when you need it the most. Um, not that, you know, Joanne passing was what you needed, but in the moment of the relationship, being like, hey, I'm going to give this to you now because in the future, I hope you learn from this and I hope you don't go into situations that um, if you get those red flags right away, you're like, full stop like let me revisit this as opposed to like put right and yeah going you know along with whatever this person is providing yeah and I I've for sure learned um very hard yeses and very hard no's um in a very short time of last year so like man I just can't tell anyone enough who's listening to this to not live in anger or like holding grudges or wasting time in like bs things that you're not going to even care about in a year or two or someone who clearly steals your joy and is just not good for you i mean like you're one day like i hope no one i hope anyone listening to this no one gets to that point but don't look back and be like i wish x y and z like that's one of the toughest things to look back on Totally, because I think you're in those situations, um, not you, but everybody in general, and we forget to ask ourselves if I'm happy, like really, really asking ourselves, like, hey, this is like, this is it. Like, yes. Yeah. I'm okay with having like the rest of my life. And if he answers no, um, then you got to leave. It's one of those, like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Um, there's no in between, which I think both of us learned. Um, and it, like you said, it's so easy for our friends to be like, oh my gosh, this is like a bad decision. Don't go into this and whatever else. But you don't know what you don't know in terms of what you're going to experience with somebody until you do. And then whether that's good or bad, it's also your own lesson to learn at the same time. Yeah, right. Um, and I feel like we're two people who are very hard-headed and don't want to listen to our friends and go yeah. I'm very, I'm very like believing in that. Uh, you can like gather advice, and at the end of the day, like no one knows you, like you know you, and you're gonna make your own decisions ultimately. And um, sometimes I feel like it's to my own detriment, though, where I'm like, oh, there's something to learn, and I try to like logic my way out of emo like emotions and events and experiences. 
which sure logic serves its purpose but you know that's why I feel like with my friends I've always been I feel like really understanding and I can really come out of a place of not judging because I I get it like I've been through hard times and you're gonna still do what you want to do um because like I don't I have never walked in your shoes like I don't know all the things that you went through and so therefore you're gonna make your own decisions but I try my best to like walk through talk through things with friends and support so yeah it's it's always a I feel like I still serve that a lot with friends like that role um but I just everyone's got their own shit dude and I know and everyone shit that's done too so yeah right going through something just on your own like what I always come back to social media because I feel like I would always like just look so glamorous on social media and I'm like you're seeing like literally 0.01% of everything um right now so let's bring it back a bit and right this is real life too and I have a like outside of this yeah and I mean because you and I are on social media and I feel like I mean you're obviously queen of pop culture and the most current things going on and I feel like I more or less keep up with things but it really is a fascinating thing to me. Um, I love to watch and observe and, you know, see what's going on. But I'm always like, just tell me the dirt. I want to know. I'm not going to judge. Like, I just want to know. Like, just tell me. I'm, I literally don't care. Like, that's why. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to share all my shit on social. It's a lot. Like, I think it was something that I had to really... Um, sit in and be like am I gonna be okay um sharing this and so my therapist I remember her saying something and she was like listen if you go on a date with somebody and and if they can't go back and like google you and listen to every single episode and be okay with it or you be okay with it don't share it and so I was like you know what okay that makes so much sense but at the same time like this is what the whole podcast is about so it's been like a bit of a tug of war to be like right there's like what's going down in our conversation about like this last guy I was with and like the things that have transpired the last few weeks um versus like how much of that I share on social and be like oh like I just don't want like his identity to come out or like whatever else I think there's like right of it too yeah a fun because that you always get the dms of being like oh what is this or like who is this right in time it's it's a lot um yeah, and I think because we're on social media, there's there's even more complexity to it. Whereas my friends who just are not to our level, and I joke and call them like civilians because it's like they're just it's a different space and world, and like I envy them. But like also, it's just like it's fun. But with us, the level of how much you share, um it's kind of like fucked up but like you can use it to your advantage with marketing engagement like ooh, what's going on with me like i'm gonna give you breadcrumbs fomo soft launch medium launch hard launch and it's like um i pay attention to that a lot with when i'm consuming other people's things and i don't know maybe because i'm nosy i've you and i like pop culture um and other people don't care uh, I enjoy privacy, but it's because it's like, it's like, like I told you, it's kind of like a FOMO thing to other people. And 
that sounds kind of fucked up. I don't know, like a tactic. But normally I'm such a sharer. I like to be obnoxious and I like to stick like my camera in my friends' faces and like up their dresses because I'm annoying. I think it's funny. Your dresses. That's where we got to. It was like in their face and up their dress. That's it. I love to terrorize my friends. Of people's <laughs> photos about their dresses. You are. You're very terrorizing. And I think you're like, <laughs> like that bratty younger sister that I never had because Ash is just like so normal and like lives a civilian life of like really not caring about social media or anything like that. But then I have you on the other hand where I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's going to give me grades because <laughs> I think one of my biggest joys in life is being called like my demon child by you or like saying like good boy or something just being like the terrorizing little sister and times where I'm just like oh my gosh are we really doing this are we really saying this but then at the the same time that is something I think you bring out in so many people Caitlin it's like just this like unhinged version of themselves to be like oh, it's okay if I talk about this stuff because she's holding space for it um, or making space for it <laughs> and, like, being okay. Because there's, like, sometimes where we're talking about something and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, do you do this? <laughs> You're, like, um, finishing your conversation of, like, something serious business-wise. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, something about, like, eating ass. <laughs> And you're like, okay, yeah, about, about this. Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. I know. We'll be like texting three different conversations in one. And then it's like, side note, hey, I want to talk to you about like this launch idea I have, but also like BRB. And we'll be talking about like, you know, <laughs> Nick, ass, Gomez, Nate. I would say 20%, and then maybe a little less than that um, of listeners who are males. I am telling you right now, guys, we talk about it all. Like everything else happened. It is in conversation somewhere with somebody. There is a group chat or individual chats happening about every, like the play-by-play. You guys have your sports play-by-plays. We have our bedroom play-by-plays. You are not safe. No. Just no. accept it and maybe go pray about it too. Because like, yeah, I just laugh about locker room talk with guys and i'm like man you haven't heard you haven't heard 30 year old women banter in a group text over latest hinge dates it feels it feels like it gets worse as you get older because you have like no boundaries but also no filter either and they're like well that was a fun waste of the night like (laughs) the latest qualifications and processes we have for finding partners it's astounding yeah it is uh it's a list that you go through you're sent to various different women and doing the whole like oh is he cute is he not like should i should i not what should i do with this um it is it's it's the thing yeah so um that's usually what our conversations go like and i really encourage my girlfriends to share any and all information i also really like the phrase let your freak flag fly because i mean what is life if it's like boring that's why i feel like we are who we are and that's why when we met it was like everyone was like 
what is who are you guys do you guys know each other we're putting you two in a room on the other side of the fucking house like don't talk to anybody uh, three things would be on your freak flag three things that would be on my freak flag like logos or emojis or what let's do emojis this is so hard emojis freak flag probably like squirrel this is gonna be really weird am i gonna judge for this I feel like squirrel. Poop. Lightning bolt. Bible, I knew the poop was coming. I knew the poop was coming. It was going to be the poop or the peach, one of those, because I was like, something's going to happen here. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of poop talk because, you know, like health and also because I'm feral with my girlfriends. And squirrel because like I'm pretty wild squirrel energy and lightning bolt because yeah I'm I'm just I'm hype most of the time when I'm my freak. What? I'm like that's how she strikes down on her men. <laughs> that's a lot. It's like a lightning bolt into your system. I mean, it's like a little squirrel sneak attack. Like I'm fast and nimble, and like you don't even know it's coming, and then gotcha. It's like not rolling the DMs, but you really slid in to get it right. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, I'm like nimble, like a little squirrel, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get judged for this, but also, hey, I mean, we're going to probably attract other really cool freaks. Oh, there is 1,000%. Everybody has an undercover freak. I don't give a fuck what anybody says unless you're vanilla as shit and you're having missionary sex every day, which, by the way, they're wrong. There's some times where, you know, some guys just like slot a few times. Um, the last guy I was with, the missionary, Bob. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those up times where I'm like, you know what? I might take a fucking nap right now. <laughs> no. What are you doing, Mame? I'm getting. I'm getting. I would not nap on somebody that I was <laughs> I think vanilla has only just become a recent term I've used in the last two-ish years. Because, yeah, I feel like because you start hearing more about people online than probably. I'm like. Let me think of this timeline. I feel like maybe you and I throw this term around a lot. That's perhaps why. I'm like, where where is the mastermind? When did we start? That's when we came up. Like, mm, maybe just, you know, I, 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 I love sprinkles. Not just the vanilla. Neapolitan sprinkles. Gluten-free, not gluten-free. Dairy-free, some hard chocolate on there <laughs> oh yeah you know i think i just feel like there could be a whole other episode on that conversation that would be 
That's a good one. I'm going to pencil that in for later. Yeah, no, we can totally come back to that. I feel like this always like one of those things where so many people are scared to talk about it. Well, like everybody does it. I hope everybody does it. If you're like of legal age, please let's. <laughs> I don't think, I hope maybe your listeners have an idea what we're talking about with vanilla, but like just being basic. But hey, you know what? There is nothing wrong with vanilla sometimes when there's like just there's a lot going on. Maybe you're tired. Vanilla's great. Like, we get it. We fucking get it. <laughs> Kayla, don't believe it. She just... <laughs> Please break it down. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look at some of Alicia and my favorite accounts. And it's the opposite of vanilla. <laughs> yes, there is that sub life. I feel like we should. That's a whole different conversation. That is another whole conversation. That's a lot of unpacking, which I feel like we should definitely do in season two. So like that's an episode for season two, just unlocking that and unpacking it. Yes. I'm going to have these, I have thoughts. I'm already categorizing for you. Okay, but going back to poop and um, butt stuff and whatever else, because I feel like you're one friend that I'm like, hey, girl, it's 7 a.m. and this is what my poop looks like. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> how did you get into, like, this whole health thing? Because I feel like you're not health in the sense of, like, what do you call it? Like, bodybuilder or anything like that, but it's, like, more holistic and stuff. Right. Where did that all come from? Well, first of all, when it comes to poop talk, like one, it's funny and like two, I mean, it really, <laughs> two, no, pun intended, Um, you really can actually tell a lot about your health there. So like, it's actually important when my girlfriends tell me about it because I care about you and your health. Um, DBMs of their shit now. <laughs> if I have another girlfriend who definitely has a whole album dedicated between sc- screenshots of us and that. So I don't know when that's going to surface, FYI, but. Anywho, sorry guys, you're listening to this if you're a guy. Um, <clears throat> back to my origins of holistic <laughs> uh, or you just don't know feral girls. Um, but the origins of me health, holistic health, I mean, I started, have been an athlete. So, you know, fitness and working out, taking care of your body has always been one thing. But I was, I always call myself a trash panda. I crushed Taco Bell. I was like a TV girl for show. Jack in the Box gang, like In-N-Out, Panera, Taco Shop, because I'm from San Diego. So we had like the shit of all taco shops. So that led me into college days, college softball. And, you know, it's like work really hard, but I still ate like shit. And... You know, I just figured I can get away with it. I feel good, look good, cool. But fast forward, I, you know, when I left corporate and I was doing health and fitness coaching, I knew the basics and it was fun. And then as I learned more on a deeper level with macros and calories, I was like, oh, cool. I can fit in more Sour Patch Kids because I have carbs left on the day. And my coach was like, like maybe let's trade out that kind of carbs for better carbs and I was like right right so 
because I worked with a coach, it just took it one step deeper. And I was like, oh, I'm not like shitting my pants anymore and I'm not bloated and I don't have gas. So I was like, I feel really good. And like, this is going better. So that was kind of a, oh, aha moment. And then taking it a step further, oh, supplements. These are cool because I'm actually feeling better yet again. And so from there, I really am passionate about that topic and anything I like, I'll go and research more. And when I can help other people, hey, you should try this thing because it worked really well for me. That's what got me super excited about it. So I think because the more you learn and the more you start to feel better, it's really exciting. And then when I started getting into more mentorships, all the business sides of things, I realized, oh, I actually need to continue my craft and learning more for the actual nutrition, fitness sides of things. And then from there, I joined mentorships that were functional health. So it was more about hormones and getting to the deeper root cause of why you're actually not feeling well. So I learned, oh, like you can use blood work. You can get exact answers and I was getting more into biohacking and I was like oh efficiency so I think because I was nerding out and having so much fun with it I truly enjoyed it and so that's why I'm gonna keep running with this and teaching and helping others do the same thing so the whole notion of biohacking was like save time and energy and optimize your health and live longer and of course to me, I'm like, oh, look good, feel good, live longer, sign me up. So from there, it's just been like a compounding effect of continuing more and more. And in the health and wellness space, oh my God, like literally never ending topics to study on, like new things emerging. So it's really fun. And I think now even more so with the world, there's a really bad need for things. I just, I talk on a regular basis to clients and friends who are really struggling not feeling well and I just I think because I'm so empathetic and I've seen what happens when things don't go well with our health so now it's like become such a passion I mean before yeah I've done this now for five years but seeing what can happen I mean my dad actually suffered a massive heart attack um, his main artery was 99% blocked and so I became more in tune with cardiac health and what are some things we can look at in blood work and what are some lifestyle factors and supplements? So now I've become like, man, just how can I help my family live better or longer too? It's just a very deep tie to what I do. It's not like, it's it's both fun and I'm passionate about it, you know? Totally. And I think that's so important when it comes to like the work that we do. Um, but also it's so hard to change like your parents' habits too because they've been like, that's all they've known for their entire life. I'm sorry. Bob, like, can you just do this one thing? Because, like, I need you around for a while. Um, that we said, what are, let's give a few things that people can do to start optimizing their health. Right. Um, and I talk about this, I feel like, a lot because it, it, this can feel very overwhelming. Um, and honestly, I just, I can't stress enough to you. This is going to sound ridiculously simple. But like, God, I just, I talk a lot about, I think, sleep and stress, like on a weekly basis with all my clients and also with my friends. And when you don't get enough sleep, quality, quantity, 
and when you are always stressed, those two things alone can do so much damage to you in even a short amount of time, let alone over a long period of time. So today, this very second, like even if you can try to go to sleep a little bit earlier and have some sort of a routine that allows you to get good quality sleep, like that is one of the very first things you can do. And for me, it's like, oh, I work, I hear all the time, I'm so busy and you know, it's really tough. I do empathize for moms. I understand that you can only do so much there, but whatever you need to do to try to get some sleep, it's just like it bleeds into everything else I've seen. So like that alone, do whatever you need to do to try and sleep a little bit more. I'll leave it at that um, because I could go on and on off of that. Um, With the stress sides of things. So, I mean, stress you know, it could be emotional. It could be literally internally, like you have some inflammation going on because of gut problems. Um, It could be just like from a workout, even your soreness, right? So how can you start being more restorative to yourself? And for example, I think a lot of people can benefit on how they can help themselves out on the emotional stress sides of things. So that could be something as simple as talk therapy. It could be something as simple as, um, you know, scheduling like downtime for yourself because people are always go, go, go with their schedules. Um, and I know people laugh at the whole meditation thing. I, I mean, I'm very squirrely and I know it's tough, but it's like if you can't do that and you can't, if you're having a hard time with quieting your mind, you need to find a way where I joke now about yoga. I used to freaking laugh at yoga, hippie stuff, or I talk a lot about Pilates now. Um, these are hard things that you're like very in your body. And because they're difficult, you can't really think about work or anything else. You have to be very present. You know, with a hot yoga class, you're like, fuck, I'm sweating my ass off and this sucks. Like, I mean, but you're only focused on the one thing. So it's forcing your brain to take a break. So I would say finding something that helps your brain take a break. Meditation, yoga, Pilates. Um, and honestly, this is going to be another very silly basic one, but walking. Um, you probably see this all the time on the internet, but there's literally so many things that walking can do for you, which me, my girlfriends, um, we're very like high-performing, fast-paced thinking people. And so when you go for a walk, you can still talk to people who you need to with your calls, um, with work calls. You can still call a friend. You can listen to a podcast or some lecture you need to hear. Um, But it quite literally puts you into your parasympathetic state, your rest and digest, which is helpful for your digestion. People literally feel better with their anxiety. um, And it also helps even with, you know, after a meal post-meal walking helps you with your digestion. And um, again, like that sounds so simple, I know, but there are so many studies done on how beneficial walking can be for you. And you literally like can't do too much of it. It's like the one thing in life that you literally can't do too much and it'll hurt you unless, I don't know, you friggin' break your ankle like 
we're just you know not going to talk about that but very very basic things um because our our nation we're very sedentary and we live very busy lives we sit at our desks i do too um i'm guilty of it i could even walk more but it it literally changes your mood so anything that can make you feel better we become happier or more productive it's just like a compounding effect so i would just say like those three key things um like getting better sleep managing your stress and literally walking moving your body more you always give tips on your instagram caitlin so where can everybody freaking find you because i know people are probably going to want to learn so much more and i feel like you just give bite-sized tips as well um for everybody yeah um uh, that would be my instagram kmac fitness i mean and we'll pop it in the case of as well um it has been a blast talking to you we covered so much in this freaking episode um that <laughs> i know you're gonna be back um and yeah now we have to come back because there's vanilla some stuff to talk about um and get it going yes well thank you for having me i feel like there is so much more to come but i'm really excited so thank you again no pun intended there either um but if this is your first time here thank you so much for tuning in if you haven't yet subscribe and obviously rate because your girl loves a good rating and go go kmac caitlin you want to call her um and her life over on instagram